With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Rob Dimmel Show. Filling in for Rob this week. Ben Darnell, Bob Joyce, and we're really excited to have this guy teach us a little bit something what's going to happen this weekend in the world of NASCAR, formerly of ESPN and NBC. He's covered so many NASCAR races in his day. Alan Beswick joins the show. Mr. Beswick, what have you been up to, man? How have you been getting your sport fix lately? Uh, I've been up to extreme boredom, where sport fix is concerned. Um, Taking a lot of walks, uh, jogging a lot. Just, I mean, it's been weird. I've watched more Netflix in the last uh, two months than I have in the entirety of its existence. So I guess I finally caught up to get my money's worth. Alan, do you at least have a dog? I know you have kids, older kids, but do you have a dog? <laughs> no, no. It's just Ooh. me out there. Well, I have puppy dog eyes. Does that count, Bob? Uh, no, not in this case. Maybe if it's oh. your wife, but no. Sorry. All right. So when it comes to this race, is it going to be more or less fun to watch because of them, all the drivers and the teams going to have to deal with so many new parameters? Uh, you know, I, I would say yes uh, to both. It'll be a little bit of both. Um, it's going to be weird. Right, having a sporting event where there's nobody in the grandstands, um, there's no build-up. I, I mean, picture picture starting a basketball game with no warm-ups, where you know nobody nobody can come into the gym till just before the game, and the ten players walk out onto the court and they throw the ball up. That, I mean, that's what this is going to be like. Except they're going to be in race cars going up to you know 170 miles an hour right away. So it'll it'll be interesting, very intriguing. Uh, but it'll also be kind of weird in a way. But I think, you know, for sports fans, hey, it's good to see something actually back happening again. Alan, give the listeners a sense of the difficulty of Darlington. Yes, it's by, I guess, by rule, an oval, but it's anything but. It's not an easy track to race at. Think about a guy getting on a bulldozer, going out in the middle of a cotton field, and carving out... uh, a stadium, a racetrack, a building, whatever you want, by looking over the top of his thumb and judging that by by level. Uh, that's basically what Darlington was. It was carved out of a cotton field in 1950 by a guy on a bulldozer. Um, it's narrow. It's oddly shaped. They had to pinch off one end of the racetrack because they were going to encroach on the neighbor's minnow pond, and uh, that wasn't allowed. So, it's, I mean, it's just it's weird, but that's what makes it great. The engineers can do all the engineering they want, but it still requires a great deal of precision of the guy behind the wheel to to not just drive straight into the wall. I don't know if you're keen on how this is going to work, but knowing Darlington and knowing the show-and-go nature of this race, there's going to be crashes. So how will that work with all the social distancing guidelines that they're supposed to adhere to? Well, if you think about it, then think about what, NASCAR has had to do just to stage this race. And, and there are a lot of things that, that have had to happen. Um, the number of people allowed onto the property are limited. 
there have been health screenings being done this week back in, in uh, around the area where most of these teams are based, around Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, teams have an arrival time. Literally, you have a time window in which you can arrive at a designated gate uh, to be screened and allowed into the facility, uh, after which you go straight to your designated area. Um, there are so many things, uh, uh, personal protection uh, gear that, that, that are mandated to be worn. For the safety workers, uh, you're talking about after a crash and so on, uh, you know, there are protocols that, that are put in place for them as well, just like there are now, you know, for a car crash on I-91. Um, you know, this is what they're trained to do, and, uh, and they'll follow those protocols and, and deal with it appropriately. And um, I, I don't think from, from that aspect it's, it's any greater um, a risk than, than, you know, the other, the other scenario I mentioned with, a, with an ordinary car crash in the community. Alan, is there going to be a limit on the number of uh, team members per car? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I know there's a certain number for the for, for the pits. We all know that. If if you're even a uh, a closet uh, gearhead like I used to be, but it, does that number go down because of everything that's going on? Yes, uh, very very limited numbers of people will be allowed uh, to be there for each team. I mean, most of these uh, you think about some of the things you normally see in a, in a race or in a sporting event where, you know, the driver's wife is there. Uh, maybe some people from the sponsor are, are hanging around the pit stall and so on. None of that. Uh, the, the bare skeleton crew to service the car uh, is coming in and uh, they're all required to wear, you know, the personal protective equipment that NASCAR has secured and provided to them. It's not get your own. Here, NASCAR has issued it to them. You must do this. Um, and, it, it, you know, I mean, think about the crowd you normally see on pit road just before the start of the race, right? All the crew guys gathered around the car. Or so None of that. The driver will walk to his car directly from the area where he's been, been waiting. Uh, one person will be out there to help uh, secure the safety equipment, and that's it. Start it up and go race for the first time in two months. We're talking to Alan Bestwick, formerly ESPN, NBC, covers NASCAR on the Harvey Building Products Hotline. Alan, we've been talking a lot about a couple of the drivers that haven't been in the seat for a long time. And again, like you're just getting out there and, and throwing the green flag on a couple of these guys. Matt Kenseth, he's been gone for a while. Ryan Newman, horrific accident that he walked or didn't walk away from, but spent a long time in the hospital, and now he's getting back into the driver's seat. What's it going to be like for these two guys? Well, Newman, Newman uh, held a, a conference call with uh, the press uh, uh, a day ago, and you know his answer to that was pure excitement, uh, no trepidation whatsoever. He, first of all, he doesn't remember anything about his accident from Daytona uh, at all, uh, partly because of the the, the treatment that uh, was done to kind of sedate him and and give his brain a chance to heal and so on, uh, but partly because that's how our our bodies work too. He got the chance to go to Darlington and run about 30 laps uh, as part of the process of proving to NASCAR's medical people that he was ready to get back in the race car. So he's actually the one that's had the most recent laps on the Darlington racetrack, of all things, the guy that hasn't raced, uh, you know, since the Daytona 500. Kenseth, it's, it's, you know, it's been a while, but, um, you know, Matt's not going to be in that much of a deficit to a lot of the other drivers as far as the mystery of going into turn one. You know, when, when, when you haven't raced, uh, 
the closest comparison or analogy I can make to it is, is like a hockey player. You can do all the jogging and, and workouts in the gym you want and so on, but if you're a hockey player, there's things about skating that are unique to your conditioning to play the game. Well, racing is the same way. You could be in the gym all you want, but there are things about racing that are unique to your physical and mental conditioning for racing. Um, Matt hasn't done that in a bit longer than some of the other guys, but remember, nobody else has done it in eight weeks either, or nine weeks. Right. So some of that deficit that might normally be there, I think, is, is, uh, is reduced a little bit by that. Alan, give us a little bit of information on the cars. There used to be a time where they had the car for tomorrow, where the actual cockpit of the race car, of the stock car, was more towards the middle from a safety standpoint. How have the cars actually changed? And, you know, by the looks of that accident that Ryan Newman had, where he got crushed um, coming off the wall on the driver's side, I mean, these things are built like tanks, obviously, for safety. But give us a sense of how the cars are actually built and, and what, you know, they go about with the safety and the regulations they have to go through. Sure. Picture, you know, your, your car, your passenger car on the street is, is what's called a unibody car. It's basically um, a chassis that's stamped out of metal and all the suspension pieces in the engine and so on are hung on that unibody. Well, a race car is built on a cage made of steel along with a couple of frame rails made of steel and everything straps on to that. That cage has evolved over the years. It's funny uh, racing comes up with nicknames. So uh, what is very true about the sport over the course of its history is when there's a bad accident or any accident, it's studied. And what's learned is then applied to the design of the race car. So we've got over the years what's called the Petty Bar. Uh, there's the Earnhardt Bar. All these different things that were added to the race car in response to crashes. There is actually a Newman Bar, but it wasn't from his ac- ac- accident in uh February at Daytona, it was from a few years ago in a crash he had at uh, Talladega. So, you know, the driver is, is strapped inside this steel cage in a seat that looks like an astronaut's encapsulated uh, wrapping. Uh, he's strapped in tight. He's got all these restraints on his head and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. Auto racing as a sport will never be completely safe. But the advancements in safety that are built into the race car are phenomenal. And, you know, I mean, it is still true that what they learn on the racetrack applies to your passenger car, especially where safety is concerned. Alan, who runs this course the best and who's best fit for this style of format? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. This would be a betting man's fool this weekend because um, they haven't raced in eight or nine weeks. They're going to start and just go. There's going to be uh, NASCAR is going to throw a caution uh, and a little bit of an extended one to give teams time early in the race to adjust on their cars because there is no practice or qualifying. And it's Darlington, which is a track that, for for all the oddly shaped reasons, you know, we talked about a little little while ago. Sometimes just reaches out and grabs a race car and pulls it into the wall. So this is kind of like this race would be a a betting man's fool. But, you know, the, the cream of the crop rises under those conditions. So that the Kyle Bushes, you know, Joey Logano's, uh, the people that, that are the guys that are always at the front of the pack, they're going to be the guys that are at the front of the pack. It, it'd be really interesting to see how it turns out. Alan, the race is going to be on Fox this weekend, which means your old friend Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon will be somewhere. They won't be at Darlington, correct? They're going to be doing this remotely. That's going to be an interesting well, broadcast from a racing standpoint, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, the whole television setup for the weekend is uh, is is fascinating. Um, yeah, Mike and Mike and Jeff will be back in Charlotte. There'll only be one pit reporter on the ground. Normally, you have four. Um, normally, you might have a television crew of in excess of a hundred. It'll be significantly less than that. And uh, same thing, you know, even the radio crew. Now, Bob, you can relate to this. The the folks at MRN have a specific time in which to arrive. They have to go directly to the radio booth. There are literally plexiglass separators between the two announcers uh, sitting side by side. Wow. Um, and the producer that's in the back of the booth, the whole thing is just, it's different for everyone. Um, but it's what they have to do to try and get back in business. I think the rating will be big. Um, I think um, it's going to be a welcomed break from a lot of people. And, um, you know, I'll be really curious to see what gets adjusted from this to the next set of races. Of course, they're going right back to Darlington, you know, in a couple days' time after this. And if there's any adjustments in, in you know, procedure um, from what they learned trying to do it this weekend. They got a great opportunity to capture um, the audience of America this weekend, for sure, with not much else going on. A big weekend for NASCAR. A big thanks to Alan Bestwick. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Give us some time and give us some insight on the race this weekend. It should be fun to have something live to watch. And uh, you guys stay safe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.